Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Well, Elliot Shore Parks joins the show on this Tuesday afternoon alongside Jack Fritz and Ike Reese. What's happening, E? Man, that's the first time I've heard that not through the phone. I know. It's, it's a great song. It, <laughs> I need that, like, uh, you know, listen to in the car or something. <laughs> uh, add a little pep in your stuff? Yeah. Uh, Sounds yeah, good. It is. It's very positive. Uh, Elliot's uh, sponsorship today is BQ Basements and Concrete. Foundation repair, basement waterproofing, and crawl space experts call today for a free inspection. To book your appointment, go to basementsbybq.com. Before we get into everything, Elliot, I mean, what do you think about what we're throwing out here today? A.J. Brown for Patrick Sertain. Obviously, the Eagles should do it. Obviously, they should not. And, and I think that the premise of this, I think they will happily pay Devontae and A.J. Mm-hmm. That's my guess, is that you know this time next year or, or by the time training camp starts, even by the time OTAs start, I expect Avante to have a deal that will make him one of the top paid receivers in the league, and they will just pay both of them. If you look around the league, the best quarterbacks, and we always say Jalen needs an all-star cast around him. All these quarterbacks have great uh, players around him. And one thing I learned, I will say from Mike, during our whole Carson debate, was I was wrong. Like, Carson didn't have any talent around him. And I did the whole, well, he's a you know franchise quarterback. He should be able to do it himself. It doesn't matter who's out there. Mm-hmm. I was wrong about that. And I think to put Jalen in that situation would be foolish. Mm. Like, they need help on defense for sure. But getting Patrick Sertain is like a drop in the bucket on the defensive side of the ball. He's not coming in and changing anything, in my opinion. Yeah, but if you put AJ, if you take AJ off this offense, you go from an offense that might not be like top 15 in the league. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing is that the difference is, is that Carson, when you were arguing that, it was, it was like, Alshon, who was ancient, it right. was Nelson Aguilar, whatever. There is still Devonte here. There is still Dallas Goddard here. He has a he has enough. If he's if he's as great as people like to make him out to be, he does have so enough. Devonte is awesome. We saw Devonte. Now, granted, he was a rookie as a number one receiver. It's just a different role. Like AJ takes the responsibility from the deep from the defense. When the defense game plans, in my opinion, they game plan more for AJ than they do yeah, Devonte. But, but they also shut him down in the last what seven weeks of the year. I mean, well, the whole offense got shut down. Right. Yeah. You told me all, all year the offense <laughs> well, the, is fine and Brian Johnson was great. Well, yeah, job, when but, was this offense good? For those like seven or eight weeks where AJ was putting up 125 yards yeah. a game. And then they, they took him out of that and he, and the offense wasn't as dynamic. Yeah, see, 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 here's where I come in at. I think Kansas City is not the blueprint you want to look at. Uh, that's Patrick Mahomes, that's Andy Reid. That's Travis Kelsey. Well, I was going to say real quick, like Travis Kelsey is arguably just as good as AJ. I know oh, they no, play I different. Said it. Well, no, that's I what agree I'm saying. With you. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree with you. Not yes. anymore, though. Huh? You watched the playoffs. Did you see that game? Yeah. But Travis Kelsey's whole yeah. year has, has, had, has had a down. Year. He had a down stretch for like five or six yeah. games. But I mean, he's still he is a number one receiver. Yes, is what Travis is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how anybody can 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 argue that. And you got to look at our own situation and say. This this situation requires as much talent as you can get mm-hmm. on the offensive side of the ball. The Chiefs have the number two scoring defense in the league. Their offense isn't tasked with scoring 24, 30 points a game. Or maybe they would be out of the playoffs already. Right? 
So they can do it with the lack of receiving power that they have because other areas of their team is already strong. Now, that's just one when you try to use the Chiefs as an example. The other teams that made it to this point, or not to the Super Bowl necessarily, but even your final four or just the teams that were deep in the playoffs, you usually have two guys. You take the San Francisco 49ers, for example. If you were to take either Ayuk or Debo off the team, would they be as dangerous as an offense? No, they're obviously more dangerous with both guys. So that's the way I look at the Eagles, and they don't even have the running back that the 49ers have, right? And they still need that amount of talent. And I'm not going to get into the whole quarterback thing. My point is, is it that also does help. They're paying him like nine hundred thousand. It does. It uh, it does. But Jalen's contract isn't ridiculous right now, so you don't. Yeah, his have cap to hit move next on. year is like thirteen million. Yeah, you don't have to move on from him. And getting rid of that caliber of talent, I don't think it helps your team. It hurts your team, especially if you're replacing it with a defensive guy. I love defense, and I love Patrick Sertain. He just doesn't have the same impact on the wins as an A.J. Brown does. Well, and I also think one one thing I disagree with on the take A.J. off the roster thing is the talent on the offense is not as deep as we make it out to be. First of all, the middle of the offensive line is a major question mark next year. If Kelsey's Mm -hmm. not back, and we don't know if Juergens is a good right guard. So really, no matter what the combination is, I guess if Kelsey comes back, it'll be the same. But there's a really good chance that the interior three are taking snaps together for the first time. So we don't know if the offensive line is going to be very good. DeAndre Swift is a free agent. We don't know if he'll be back. Goddard, for as good as he is, was not really involved in the offense uh, last year. So maybe without A.J., he would get more involved. I would hope so. But we don't know if Goddard is someone that can be like a true number two, you know, eight, nine, ten targets a game guy. So the offensive talent, and then we all know besides Devontae and A.J., they have nothing at wide receiver. So if you lose A.J., you now enter a point where you need a lot of things on offense to go right. Like you need your interior offensive line to be great. You have to either re-sign DeAndre or, or hit on that draft pick. And then you have to make a massive move at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have they have draft picks. It's easier to find receivers in the draft than it is cornerbacks, especially for this team. I, is, I don't know if that's true. It's easier to find great wide receivers. But it's easier to find a great receiver all over the draft than it is a great cornerback. Is that true? The Eagles have gone to the Super Bowl multiple times without using anything of, of substance at corner. You want to know why? Why? Because they traded for him. Okay, then trade for another corner. But the, Certain. Yeah, but, but you're talking about giving up arguably one of the best assets in the entire franchise. Like, even if you include draft picks, how many people on the roster and draft picks are more valuable than AJ? A- AJ's a great player. I'm not, I'm not No, I know, but, but, but you're talking about investing a resource, a resource into a cornerback position that, in my opinion, you're investing too much into. Like, they got Darius Slay for a third-round pick. They got James Bradbury, who, granted, not great now, but when they got him, they signed him in, what, July? They, they won the Super Bowl with uh, Ronald Darby, who was, I believe they traded Jordan Matthews for. Uh, and I know that hurt. I know, I know that hurt. hurt. I still remember where I was, where I found out. <laughs> and, and Jalen Mills, right? So, so they have, they have seen, uh, showed that you can find good cornerback play for a lot cheaper than trading A.J. Brown. Because the other part of this is, A.J. Brown is arguably the most important player on the offense. Like, if you said to me I had to lose one player, I would feel, I would have felt more confident in a way going into that Tampa Bay game with Marcus Mariota and, and having A.J. than no A.J. and Jalen. When Jalen hasn't had A.J. in his career, it has well, not been good. Let's not go that far. You watched Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota. I did. Yeah. But, but A.J. puts it all together. How could, he does. Uh, look look he what happened in that the game. They scored. Too. They scored nine points without him. He man. was a part of the collapse, he was, too. He was, but I, like he puts he puts the offense all together. He makes Devontae better. He makes Jalen better. He makes the passing game work, which help, which helps the uh, the running game. Like losing AJ yeah. would be a massive blow. No, he's blood. a dog. He's a that's listen and 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 quite frankly, 
listen, I know sometimes the the, the, the attitude can can go over the top at times once or twice this year, but the talent level, I think, makes it tolerable. For now. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, is he slowing down or something? Like he's only 26 years old. But I don't know what the situation is. I got to get, I got to, I, I, listen, I got to have AJ. We, we cried about receivers around here for a decade, man. Mm-hmm. And now we got two of them. And we want to get rid of one, one of them like it's so easy to find another one. And this dude is going to be, for whatever you may think he is, is a headache. He is a dog. He is a dog out there on the field. Well, I, mean, I mean that from a dog mentality. That's what he has out mm-hmm. there on the field. You And I feel more confident with him on the field, in the lineup, through that visor, the damn arms, everything else, being the way that it is. That, like, that's, I, I love Devontae. I don't have the same confidence level. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. With Devontae as I do with AJ, and we're going into battle. Well, I believe Devontae's going to fight. But we're going to be fighting all for a long time. With AJ, at least I know we, we've got a chance to end this thing yeah, quick, sooner quick, rather quick than knockout. later. Yeah. So as far as AJ in the locker room, because I think your point, Jack, is fair. Like, who knows where this is going to go? Midway through next year, if it gets ugly, like all that. No, nah, I'm going to put that on Jalen. Well, so this where Get I was, it fixed. So this is where I was going with it. I was <laughs> going to put it on Hugh. Get it fixed. Don't send Hugh down there. No, <laughs> right. don't send him and, down there. And, and I, yeah, I know we're going down a hypothetical road here, but. The Eagles, when Carson was here, they got rid of Malcolm because they thought it would help in the like that it would help Carson be more of a leader in the locker room. Malcolm was a great player, and they've never really been able to replace him. I think if you take the locker room into consideration, because first of all, AJ is very popular. He's a good locker room guy. He's a captain. All those things. But if you take like locker room dynamics into consideration, mm-hmm. I think that's a mistake. Like you keep the talented players on your roster. Even outside of the Patrick Sertain thing, because you could just trade a first round pick for Sertain, and I think I'd rather do that. Yes, but but let's just take that off the table. Like I think the idea of removing AJ from the locker room because of off the field things is is a a mistake, and b I, it would be the similar mistake that they made around Carson. And what I like so far this off season is they they got rid of Jalen's quarterback coach. They're going to bring in a new one, right? They got rid of the offense coordinator. Like they they are making decisions for the franchise, not for Jalen. So what what's your what's your take on the uh, the Kellen Moore hiring? Kellen Moore, I think the Kellen Moore hiring is like I'm gonna try to use a golf analogy here, like a straight Uh-oh. hit down the fairway. Like it's it's not a hole in one, it's not anything like crazy, it's not a you know a shake off to the how left. How far down? Is it like a 200 yard, like an old man drive down the? Well, or I mean, is like I, you know 250, 250. 280. Okay, yeah. so a French yeah, drive. A drive. Yeah, it's a, yeah. French, it's a French drive. I think Kellen Moore will come in and do a and do a good job. Like I, I don't think it's he's a coming. Big take. I don't. Well, I'm saying I don't think he's coming in with some like new crazy offensive scheme we haven't seen and all these plays that are gonna blow our mind. He's been an offensive coordinator in the league for five straight years. I would guess there's not another primary offensive play caller that's not a head coach that has done that for five straight years, and now it'll be six straight years. So I think he is a good play caller. I think he is a good hire. I think he's going to bring a lot of experience. But I, I, I don't think it's like – like if they brought the enemy in, I would be thinking like that's a home run slam dunk hire. Like you are bringing in the top of the top. I think Kellen Moore is a, is a good hire. 
He's fine. Yeah, I think he's he's a fine hire. And I know this uh, it might be sounding like I'm making a leap here, but if you're 36, you're a former quarterback, and you've had the offenses that he's had, and hasn't haven't gotten a head coaching job yet. It's kind of a red flag. Well, that that so that's the point I'm making. That that's why I think well, he, he's not head coaching material, right? And now a positive for that could be maybe he will be here for another five or six yeah. years. Because and look, Ben Johnson kept a job today, so the shocking. Fear, it's good it news for shocking. the Eagles. Bad news for the Eagles. It's good news for the Eagles. No, it's bad news. Why is it bad news for the because Eagles? Because now Detroit's a contender. I was going to okay. say. I, if they I think it's if, more bad news. If they would have lost, Eagles. if they yeah. would have lost Ben Johnson, I think you could not write Detroit off, but they're they're a major question going into next year. Washington wasn't winning anything next year with no. Ben Johnson. No. So maybe long term, you're right. It would have been bad news, but for next year, I think it's definitely good. News. Well, good news. It's good news for me, or, or, or in my in my opinion. If you think they're going to get him, because Nick Sirianni maybe he flounders this year, and I can bring in Ben Johnson. So are, are we sure that Nick's on the hot seat? I think it's like a, a an assumed thing here. They've stuck with him now through you know a very real opportunity to fire him. I I don't I'm not so sure that if you know obviously if they win four games I think he's probably gone. But I don't think it's like Super Bowl or bust or get to the conference championship. I think Nick's job security is stronger than people are making it out to be. I agree. Yeah, I don't. I, I think that if next year is similar to this year, I don't know how you can bring him back, especially when there's I mean there could be other options out there. Well, well if next year is this year is eleven and six, he's definitely coming back. It depends how it goes, no. I guess. I mean, well, if he's eleven and six and gets to the playoffs for four straight years, I mean, yeah, he would have to obviously collapse the same exact way. Right. Well, that's that hasn't happened in a hundred years, so I don't yeah. expect it to happen in back to back years. But if they win eleven and six, is all I'm saying, mm-hmm. and they make the playoffs, that's four straight years. To to your point, I'm agreeing with you. I don't think these even coordinators, unless they were told something else, you think they didn't ask that question before they took a job where it could just be a one year deal? Move right. Vic Fangio left Miami to come up here for a coach who may get fired next year, who's on a hot seat. Mm-hmm. I don't think Vic Fangio would do that, so he must have got some type of assurance that at least his job is secure. Unless he thinks he's this might parlay into a future head coaching job. Uh, it'd be more likely that Moore would be the head See, coach than I, it is Fangio. I, I kind of think I baked yeah. into this, though, is a perception that, that Nick's not going to have a major output on how this season goes or that he's not doing anything or what's he even doing. Oh, the pressure's off, Nick. No, but look at this past weekend. Dan Campbell does exactly what Nick does. He doesn't mm-hmm. call plays, right? Mm-hmm. And why did the Lions lose that game? Dan because Campbell. he made two fourth-down decisions. So how is this season going to play out? This season, like it will play out where Nick will have a bigger impact on this year in a lot of ways than Kellen Moore will. Like Nick, Nick is still the most important. No, 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 no. Nick no. is still Kellen the, Moore's Nick, designing yeah. the offense. So is Nick. No, he's not. Him. But but no, also, he's not. Nick, Nick is the most. Nick is the if most he important. Is, coach. If he is, I will be on the. Get me in front of the Delaware. Why? Because <laughs> he stinks at it. How's he, he stinks? How's he stinks? He stinks at it. How, then why were they seventh in the league in points? They're so, oh, it's so amazing. It it's is. Why it is, why is the it is. whole entire offensive coaches Ke- that have been blown? Kellen out. Moore, I think, was what twenty fourth in the league in points last year or something like that. Okay. Okay. So what? So why? So why they move on from Brian Johns for Kellen Moore then? I think they made him. Well, I shouldn't say they think they made a mistake because I do think new ideas are needed. But the idea that Nick is bad at offense is wrong. Why did they? It's wrong. So then why did they? Because I think they need new ideas. Do you think? Why? Doug, do you think Doug Peterson's good at offense? No. Okay. Well, Doug, <laughs> Where, where's the proof? Doug's Doug, offense was good when he was here. Doug's offense was okay. The, it was good the but, first year, but first what, two years. What he was they here. didn't do around Doug was they didn't put new people around him. They didn't bring people from outside the organization. Right? I think they're they they're correcting the mistake they made there. If they didn't think Nick was good at offense, he'd be gone. 
Yeah, what, what would stop them from getting rid of him? Because they, I think they believe in they, – they want the CEO-type head coach for a year to see how it goes. But but Nick Nick is going to be in all the offensive meetings. I agree that this – Well, he said he's going to join some defensive meetings. I know. I, know I think he that. just said that. I can't imagine he's going to be in a ton of <laughs> – Fangio. I don't, Fangio. I don't think Vic Fangio needs – Yeah, Nick, Nick might be there. there, but I don't yeah. think – yeah. I, I think we're underselling, because of a press conference, Nick's role in this. Like, obviously, Kellen Moore is going to be calling plays. Brian Johnson called plays. Mm-hmm. Shane Steichen called mm-hmm. plays. It's going to be Kellen Moore's offense. We all are now saying it was Shane Steichen's offense before, right? So I do think that ultimately Nick is going to have a major say in how this goes. And I think just because Kellen Moore is in doesn't mean that Nick is, like, just along for the ride. Nick is the driver of the team. Let's and, and he does have the veto power of deciding when to go for it, when not to go. Well, yeah, so, I was the, think, the fourth down decision. So I was thinking about this, like the the decision in the um, Detroit San Francisco game where Detroit ran the ball on thir- or second down, right? Mm-hmm. At the end I, of the game. At the end of the game, I think it was third down, by the way. Okay, third down, but the no. run the running play yeah, at, at the goal down. line, yeah. right? Yeah. So take like go on this hypothetical. It's a Eagles game. It's a big play. All those things. Kellen Moore wants to run the ball there. Nick doesn't. Like, how do you think that plays out? Because I do think in Detroit, it's very clear Ben Johnson was making all those calls and Dan Campbell wasn't stepping No, in. Kellen's going to run the ball. That's what, So you think in like a critical, not, not like a go for it, all those. The, actual, the head coach says, give me your best running play here. Run the football. Kellen Moore is running the football. Well, that, no, if he doesn't, go ahead, I'm sorry. What, what he's saying is that if, if Sirianni says pass the ball, Kellen Moore says run the ball. Who, who, who gets, gets that the, say? Who, that, that's what oh, I think Nick Sirianni. You think so? Yes. Okay. I, but I, it's the other way around, right? I no, I know. Moore was the passing guy. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, in key moments, when it comes to the strategy of running or passing, I know Kellen calls the plays. Do you think I know Nick, what you're saying. Do you think Nick still has the authority to step in and say, no, Kellen, we're not running it here. We are throwing the ball. Yes, I do believe you he has that authority, but it's about when does he exercise that authority. Does he overuse that authority? He's hired here to do a job, so you trust that you're putting that trust in him. And as mm-hmm. long as he shows you that – you know, you're rewarding his trust by making calls that are successful. I think Nick Sirianni stays out of the way. It's when you have a coordinator who doesn't know what he's doing and he's making play calls, it forces Nick Sirianni to get involved. That's what happened last year. Yeah. That's what happened last year. Brian Johnson wasn't calling great games. You forced Nick Sirianni to get involved. Had you been winning like Shane Steichen and the offense was humming, then Nick Sirianni would have stayed out of the way. Mm-hmm. And I think, right? I think too, like we, a, we we show he he's shown that he did that. And I think as a result of that too, we probably underestimated how like thin Nick was stretched on the sideline between two new defensive coordinators, a first time offensive coordinator. I wonder if if the if he does have a good relationship with Kellen and Kellen's doing a good job, and obviously Vic is very experienced, and, mm-hmm. and so is Kellen Moore. If Nick will be better at situational football and kind of the sloppiness will go away because he can concentrate more on that. Instead of, I don't want to say like holding hands, but instead yeah. of getting used to working with two first-time coordinators. You can't tell me something wasn't going on on that sideline all year. Between the AJ mm-hmm. thing that happened early in the season, Jason Kelsey out there with the Rams, yep. you know, the Devontae, the, 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 the timeouts, mm-hmm. you know, things of that nature. Like something is going on over on that sideline that he obviously has to pay more attention to. And, you know, Next year, they should have more of a control of that to where he's not running a daycare on the sideline. Well, so he has to worry about so many other things. Last year, going into the season, the coordinators had a combined one year of experience on the job. Now they have 25 years. 
So I do think that just that experience alone is going to make this team better. Let's sneak in a call here. Mr. Shore hands in West Oak Lane. What's happening, uh, Mr. Shore? Oh, this is going well. This is going well. Mr. Shorehands, are you there? No, he's not. From there. a far away, I thought that was my name. I know. Right? I know. What's up, uh, Jimmy? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's, what's up, Jimmy? Jimmy? Hey, um, Jack, listen, man. I love you. Huge fan. Um, high hopes auto downloader. Clap your hands auto downloader. Oh, <laughs> look at that. Uh, look at that. <laughs> um, Elliot, oh, huge fan, too. Um, listen, I think you're absolutely crazy, man, talking about trading A.J. Brown for Patrick Sertain. Mm-hmm. The last time we had a receiver like A.J. Brown, dude, I was in the fifth grade when we had Terrell Owens. Yeah, I was the in fourth grade. grade. Do you know, like, I'm, a, I'm 30 years old now. I'm a married man. That was a lifetime ago. How long <laughs> have we been in wide receiver purgatory? Hey, uh, Todd Pinkston, James Thrash, Hank Baskett, Kevin Curtis, Dante Stallworth, Nelson Aguilar. Like, come on, man. Well, so, like, do you that- think – well, what about Devontae? So, wait, Jimmy, real quick. Let me just cut yeah. in. I don't think that's sure. a – I get your point, but I don't think that's a good way to make a decision, right? I think the reason you keep AJ is because he is one of the best receivers in the league and he's hard to replace. Like, the Eagles not having a great receiver for a long time, it's – I agree that you feel then the impact of trading AJ more uh, – trading him more than you would otherwise – but AJ, you just don't trade him because he's a great player. Like, point blank, period. I don't think it has to do with the team's long long experience of not having a great receiver. No, no. and, and Well, but that's my point. Now mm-hmm. I'm saying we have two of the great young receivers in the league, and Devontae yeah. Smith and AJ Brown. Two arguably top eight receivers in the league, and, and you want to trade them for another great player in Patrick Sertain, which I would love to have Patrick Sertain on the team, but I would rather trade – a first-round pick or two first-round picks for a guy like that and, and, and keep this young core on offense. I mean, these are uh, – A.J. Brown is a game-changing player, mm-hmm. and, and he's a, a rare talent, and I think if you trade him, that's just a, a really big mistake. Yeah, I appreciate it, Jimmy. I, I just think that it comes down to financials on top of this as well. Yeah, but, but, but why financials? Because it, because it matters. Like, it matters. There are a quarterback making $255 million, $200 million receivers, like, the, already a, a very high-priced offensive line. Yeah. I and mean, what is the defense going to look like? I know you're anti-defense, but defense matters. <laughs> well, all right, but, but think about this, right? So they already have A.J. under You're contract. anti-defense, right? No, I wouldn't say I'm anti-defense. <laughs> I would just say offense matters way more. Well, you did say it was a luxury. Yeah, it's a luxury. It's fun to talk about. It doesn't win you championships. Did the, you- the, Chiefs, the Chiefs are a good example, but the Chiefs also have the best quarterback of all time. So I yeah, don't they know. They scored 17 points I know, Sunday. I know, but I'm just saying, like, the, the building after the Chiefs model to me is not. It's not building after the Chiefs model. It, it's 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 re- realizing that having 200 million dollar receivers just doesn't happen. I mean, they're gonna the, the, that the, is hard to do. The Bengals are gonna let T Higgins go. I mean, well, like, I think that's a mistake. The, so, so let's look at the Eagles. Buffalo current. might let Stephon Diggs go, and I think that's a mistake. Well, that is a <laughs> huge mistake. Yeah, but but let's just look at the Eagles cap situation right now. So they have Jalen under contract at his current deal. They have all the offensive linemen under contract. They have uh, AJ under contract. They have Goddard under contract. Mm-hmm. They still have like $40 million in cap. Devontae? Yeah, Landon. Devontae's cap hit next year, if he signs a $100 million contract, will be like $5 million. Landon? Yeah, Landon's will yeah. probably be $3 million. Well, because with Devontae's deal, you still got two years before it even actually kicks in. So you're really right. signing an extension. He's just getting upfront money. With this you know what I mean? Like he's still he's only coming off his third year, so he still has two years left on his original. Right, goal. and what it really comes down to is I'm still investing more resources in the offensive side of the ball. The offensive side of the ball is not a luxury; is not like overrun with talent right now. The interior is an issue. Everyone didn't care. Say Amalu left. He's like, oh, we'll just 
Say they missed Sayamalo this year. I think he was the player they missed almost more than any of them. Like Chauncey Gardner Johnson is up there, but you look at all the communication issues they had on the offensive line. If you would say Amalu in there, I think they're better against the blitz. I think their protection's better. So the Sayamalu loss was a big one. They, if you lose AJ, then you have to go out and infuse an, another big time resource on a on a receiver. So I, I am still investing all like most of the money into the offensive side of the ball. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. That's Elliot Short Parks. It's Tuesdays with Elliot on the other side. Some thoughts on the Sixers, because there's a big trade deadline next week that we got to get into, including a big name that could be available, uh, and plus some of takeaways from Championship Weekend and a whole lot more. It's the afternoon show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.